Hello friends, welcome back to another episode of me talking to myself. (laughs) Since last week's podcast episode was more formal with a lot of information, I thought it would just go wild and do an episode with hardly any written notes. Um, I recorded that episode yesterday, but I was not pleased with it because I felt like I rambled too much and I wasn't, like I could have said everything away much more concisely than I did. So I'm back with a script. Well, a mini script, basically. I'm still going to add on to the information I have, and I'm still missing segments. But today's episode will be a little bit different, because instead of my normal beauty news and products, I'll be talking about my Eid makeup, which reminds me, Eid Mubarak. I hope if you celebrated Eid, you had a great Eid. I just sat at home with a full face of makeup, and it was scorching hot. Like, I think that was the hottest day since last year um for like the first day of spring slash summer oh my god my makeup was melting off it was so bad but I still made it last um and then after that I'm going to talk about my hair care routine because I just felt like talking about it and also because my hair is like one of those things that a lot of people ask me questions about um so I felt really compelled to talk about it this week Um, But with that being said, if you listen to my hair care routine and you have a product recommendation for me, please hit me up because I'm trying to just make my hair better because my hair is one of those things that I kind of just let do whatever it wants. And it's like an afterthought to me, basically, because I literally do not know how to do hair. But with that being said, let's just jump into my Eid makeup. Okay, for my Eid makeup, if you follow me on Instagram, you probably have already saw it, but I went for a very, like, glowy, dewy, sparkly-looking makeup look. Um, it kind of reminded me, I remember, like, two years ago I did this Eid makeup look, but this was also a day I was going a lot of places on Eid. Um, I got a ton of compliments on it, and I think it mostly had to do with the glowiness of the makeup and the dewiness and the constant like touching it up throughout the day because um I have oily skin so it's very hard to deal with dewy foundations only because the oils will seep through at some point and look five times more dewy than it actually is and then when the oils seep through the makeup tends to break down at that point so you gotta keep up with it however for the makeup I think the one mistake I made was I didn't use a mattifying primer or I could have added more in the department of mattifying if you catch my drift because uh, like I said my skin is oily so at some point the oil is going to seep through regardless of how many like mattifying products I put on my face. So starting off um, for primer I use the Milk Hydro Grip Primer. I actually really like this primer but I try not to use it with dewy foundations. Because, like I said, my skin is oily. Someone needs to do, like, an oily skin counter for this podcast episode because I'm going to talk about it a lot. But this is actually a pretty good primer. In conjunction with using, having a pretty good skincare routine that caters to oily skin and then using this primer, I think it's actually a pretty good primer. I wish I didn't use it on this day. I wish I used, like, my L'Oreal and Fally Stay Matte Primer. Okay, so then after that, I always prime my lids when I prime my face. I use the Elizabeth Mott Thank Me Later Eyeshadow Primer. This is really good for if you have oily eyelids. Um, In the sense of, like, when it comes to oily eyelids, like, my number one problem isn't so much creasing. It's more, like, oil production that comes in, breaks down the makeup, and causes my makeup to crease, which is the problem. This does a pretty good job at slowing down oil production and reducing it. 
so I really like it. And then on top of that, I use the MAC Painterly Pro Longwear Paint Pot, a staple whenever I'm doing like, like a special occasion makeup look or just using a lot of eyeshadow that I want the color to show up because the skin around my eyes are a bit darker than the rest of my face and it's also pretty thin and you can see a couple of my veins pop through. And then moving into foundation, like I said, I wanted a glowy, dewy look. So, sorry, you're credit hearing me like rummaging through products. But the foundations I used, I mixed two. So the main foundation was the Giorgio Armani Luminous Silk Foundation in the color 7.75. A little bit dark for me, so I mixed it with the L'Oreal Infallible 24-Hour Freshwear Foundation. So in my opinion, the Giorgio Armani Luminous Silk is a very beautifully finished foundation. It has such a beautiful very dewy glowing look to it while still having coverage however i mixed it with the infallible in the color 475 just to lighten the color but also um this foundation is also in kind of in the middle ground it's not too matte or satin or not too glowy so it's like the perfect middle ground in my opinion like the perfect middle ground foundation in my opinion so i mixed both of them pretty good uh, like I said, I wish I used more, like, matte primers, so and so forth. I wish I used, like, the Jackie Ina method for applying foundation when I applied this. Um, because, like I said, I wasn't expecting it to be so hot that day. Um, for concealer. For concealer, one of my favorite concealers I use all the time. I use the uh, Glossier Stretch Concealer in G7. My normal face color is G6. G7 is a shade lighter than G6 just to add a brightening effect around my eyes and any other places around the face. And then for eyeshadow, I want to see a very sparkly look going on. So I started off with my crease and I use Necessary from the Desi X Katie Frankation palette with their collaboration with Dose of Colors. Um, and Necessary is just a really nice neutral light brown in my opinion or medium brown. Very nice to put all over the lid and then bring into the crease as like your first base crease color. And then after that, I went in with my favorite eyeshadow of all times, which is also from the same palette. It's called Just a Kiss and it's this beautiful sparkly champagne gold color. I applied it first all over the lids with a brush and then I went in with my finger and then I used another brush to apply it wet around the center on the center of my eyelid just to make it pop more but then after that just to add a little bit of more pink into the eye makeup i went in with moon castle from the ColourPop x sailor moon palette and moon castle is like a muted pink in my opinion like a mauvey pink and it's very pretty i just added it into the crease and in the outer v of my eye um, the same method applied to my bottom lash line where I first lined my waterline with a black eyeliner. I used the Maybelline Lasting Drama Waterproof Gel Pencil. I've talked about this before. My favorite method of, of applying eyeliner is to use the pencil for the product and then just use a brush. So I would, word, it's not you dip your brush into the pencil, it's like... I take my brush and collect the product from the pencil, and that's the best way I can describe it. And then I use that as my method of applying eyeliner. Um, I like using like a crayon or using a pencil 
rather than a pot because if the pencil dries out then I can just sharpen it and it will be like me having brand new eyeliner so that's really nice a good tip I have but I use this also to line my waterline um, I, that's something I don't normally do, but I really liked how it turned out. So, of course, line the waterline. I applied Necessary on the bottom lash line all over. Then used a wet, did the same technique that I used on my lid to apply Just a Kiss on the bottom lash line, which was apply it all over and then in the center just apply the product, um, the eyeshadow wet. And then I blended it out a little with Moon Castle from the Sailor Moon ColourPop collection. But then going back to my eyeliner, when I did my wing, I used like um, makeup tape that you can buy from Sephora. It's basically washi tape for your makeup. So I use it on my outer corners just to get a very sharp line when I'm doing my eyeliner. So I did the same technique. I did like the eyeshadow eyeliner brush with the eyeliner pencil. But then I just went over it with the NYX That's the Point Felt Tip Eyeliner. Um, the reason being is because I feel like felt tip eyeliners are like liquid. Eyeliners are a lot more intense and pigmented rather than gel. So I can really like sharpen the line and it can really deepen the color and then also make it appear more vibrant and saturated. So that's something I usually do. And then for mascara, I use my favorite duo of mascaras, and they're both from L'Oreal. We have the L'Oreal Telescopic Carbon Black and the L'Oreal Voluminous Lash Paradise. The Carbon Black I like to use just to separate my eyelashes and just elongate them more. Um, for Lash Paradise, I like to use this as just an all-in-one like volumizing mascara to add more product at the root and just like flare out my lashes more my favorite duo and then let's see oh and then for contouring I didn't contour I just bronzed a little I used the bomb Bahama Mama bronzer on the hollows of my cheeks along my jawline and then into the temples so just standard procedure but then for blush I used Oh wait, I didn't even tell you about my powders. So for powders in general, like I said, I wish I'd done more, but I kept it simple. I used the Hourglass Ambient Lighting Edit Palette. Um, because I knew I was going to take photos, I tried to use, I used this palette because I feel like these powders just photograph way better. So I used Dim Light, which is the very light yellowish pale yellow color underneath my eyes, on my nose bridge, and in the center of my forehead. And then I went in with diffused light all over the face, which is, they're more like, I would consider it like translucent powder in the sense of like a, it's colored, but it can work on any skin tone. And then for blush, I went in with mood exposure. Oh wait, dim light is the all over face powder and Diffuse light is like the under eye powder. Sorry, I got this confused because this palette is kind of weird. But for blush, like I said, I went in with mood exposure. Super pretty. Um, it in the pan it looks like a very deep mauve, but it comes up very pink on the cheeks. So I like it a lot. And then for lips, I. Then for lips, I line my lips with the Charlotte Tilbury Lip Cheat in Pillow Talk. 
my favorite lip liner. I think it's like the quality of this is so good. And then I used a lip gloss. So the lip gloss of choice I use is Charlotte Tilbury's Lip Bath Collagen and Pillow Talk at first, but I felt like it didn't match the look as well. So then I went in with um, the Charlotte Tilbury Lip Bath Collagen in Rosy Glow, which I think tied the look perfectly together. And I just realized I almost forgot, but I use, for highlight, I use my favorite um, highlighter. It's from MAC. Mineralized Skin Finish and Soft and Gentle. Um, I applied it wet with a fan brush and it just looks so beautiful on the skin. I love all like the different colors in it to make like a very pretty rose gold champagne color. And I think it just makes your skin glow. Um, and then after applying it, I went in with the Beauty Blender just to make sure it's blended well. And then to finish off the makeup look, I used MAC Prep and Prime Fix Plus in matte, which is basically just Fix Plus with some powder in it, like very fine powder, just to help mattify the face. I also used this right before I apply foundation, um, just for extra mattification. Mattification, is that even a word? Mattification, mattifyingness. Okay, we're gonna make mattification a word on this podcast, all right? It's officially a word. But yeah, that's all I did for my Eve makeup. If you have any other questions, please let me know. But with that being said, let's jump into the hair care routine. All right, jumping into my hair care routine. Um, so starting off, I'm gonna tell you a little bit of background of my hair. So I have very long hair. It's very long black hair. I've never dyed it, and pretty much my entire life, it's been pretty long. Um, my hair is pretty good quality. Like I think it's relatively healthy, and I think that mainly has to do with the fact that I'm South Asian. So genetics in general play a huge part of it. Um, my roots are pretty dense, and my scalp is pretty oily. I have a dandruff and product buildup problem, so I have to wash my hair pretty much every other day and be continuously using like buildup removing products on a weekly basis. Um, I shed a lot of hair when I'm very stressed for a prolonged amount of time. Like it's not like one day I'm stressed and then my hair starts falling out. It's like over a period of time or, and or, actually no, and, for some reason every spring my hair just sheds for like a month like my hair sheds obviously everyone's hair sheds like every single day but like the amount of hair I shed in a given month is insane and it's around like April to May-ish so right now my hair just ended that kind of cycle so it's relatively fine right now I'm pretty healthy so that's pretty much the background of my hair I'm trying to think of where I want to start I'm going to start with shampoo first. Um, so on a regular basis, well, pre-quarantine on a regular basis, I use two shampoos. Um, the first shampoo I use was Head & Shoulders Anti-Dandruff Shampoo, whatever is on sale I buy. But that's mainly just to help with, um, more on the lines of helping with the dandruff problem, but also it helps with the product buildup problem as well. However, my favorite Head & Shoulders shampoo I've used is the Head & Shoulders Instant Oil Control Anti-Dandruff Shampoo. It's around $6 from the store. With that being said, it's really hard to find, and for some reason, when I send my dad out to buy shampoo, he only comes back with sale things, and I don't complain about it because I'll just use it. 
But that's mainly for my scalp, and I only focus that on my scalp. I don't apply to my length or my ends. However, pre-quarantine, another shampoo I used in conjunction with the Head & Shoulders is the Herbal Essence Bio Renew Birch Bark Extract Sulfate-Free Shampoo, and it retails for $6 as well. Um, I The only reason I use this shampoo is because it smells really good, and for my hair at least, because I don't know why my hair just doesn't hold on to scents, especially from shampoos. However, this one is the one scent that's strong enough and that stays on my hair for like two days. Um, it smells so good and I just love using it. It just makes my hair smell great. And then for like in-shower hair conditioner, I use the Herbal Essence by Renew Argan Oil of Morocco, repairing course safe hair conditioner. Um, so right now I'm using that. I wouldn't, I don't use it normally on a regular basis. I only use it for, it's like, um, once a week for hair conditioning or like when I'm in the shower, I'm not doing a hair treatment and my hair like needs a little bit boost during the week. It's really good. It makes my hair pretty soft after one, one use. So I like to apply it and then put my hair up in a clip and then like do my body wash and everything. And it's actually pretty nice. And I don't know if I mentioned, but it's also $6. However, if you are not in the realm of using multiple shampoos, another one of my favorite shampoos is the L'Oreal Paris Everstrong Sulfate Free Thickening Shampoo. And it retails for around $7. It's a really good shampoo. I love it. Um... I did see a difference in my hair when I was using it. I haven't used it in a really long time, but I have a bottle in my like cabinet, so if I do run out of the shampoo, I'm gonna use it. But I really like the L'Oreal Paris Ever Strong Sulfate-Free Shampoo line. I think they did a really good job with that. And essentially, I think sulfate is an ingredient in shampoos that really strips your hair of moisture, so hence why I tend to use a lot of sulfate-free shampoos. But sulfate free, with that being said, when it comes to sulfate free shampoo, I still use the head and shoulder shampoo because I need kind of that oil stripping nature of sulfate on my scalp because like I said, I produce a lot of oil. But that's basically like shampoo and conditioners. When it comes to scalp care, I like to do this like at least once a week. But I use the Kristen S Instant Exfoliating Scalp Scrub, which is around $14 from Target. Um, if you don't know who Kristen S is, I'm pretty sure she's like a celebrity hairstylist. But I really like using this out of the shower. So first I'll like wet my roots and then I will go in with the scrub. And I think it's a lot easier to use it outside of shower because my hair isn't way down to, or really weak from it being wet. So I can just like part my hair properly and apply the product and scrub it in really well. And I don't have to worry about like, I don't know, like the water running or like me not being able to see where I'm applying this product or having like difficulties actually like separating my hair. Um, on top of that, I like the Scalp Master Shampoo Brush. You can buy two of them for around $7 from Walmart. Um, it's very plastic. It's plastic. If you've seen other scalp brush, a lot of the, like, um, bristles on the brush are covered with rubber as well. But this one is just straight up plastic. Um, I like using this lightly whenever I wash my hair as just a way to kind of break up any, like, product buildup, dandruff, or I don't know. 
anything gross on my scalp that needs to be like lifted up in in order to be removed properly. It's pretty good. I like it. And then finally for scalp care, for dry shampoos, I've used a lot over the years and I've come to realize that my hair just doesn't like spray dry shampoos. I feel like spray dry shampoos don't hit the root as properly and don't clean my hair as proper. Well, I know it's like dry shampoo is not like meant to be like your <laughs> replacement shampoo or conditioning routine, but for what I want of like reducing the oil content and just freshening up my hair spray, dry shampoos don't do that for me. However, I love the way dry shampoo foam. I think that product really gets super close to my roots and scalp and actually makes my hair smell good and also makes it feel slightly cleaner or much more cleaner than I would if I used like a spray dry shampoo. So I really like that one. It retails for $24 and it has a very strong fragrance but I know they just came out with a new one that either the fragrance is really light or it has no fragrance but I really like the way dry shampoo. And then when it comes to hair oils, so I tend to focus hair oils on my length and on my ends. So I use a lot of hair oils from Indian Pakistan. My mom just like loves to make like hair oil concoctions and then making me use them. Um, But if you're interested in them, you can definitely find them online or if you just visit like an Indian store, they should have like a bunch. But on top of that, so fun story. I had a very, um, what's the word? like small town college experience and so the only place you can get like beauty products so on so forth was from a CVS and like the main street of like the town. If you wanted more products or food for example you would have to take a car and go to Walmart. So a lot of people went to the CVS because it was walking distance on campus and so one of my favorite things to do in undergrad was to go to the CVS and just cruise down the makeup hair beauty aisles for like an hour and just look at all the different products and I would always end up buying something because I didn't want it to look suspicious that I was just walking up and down the aisles but or one of the things I always noticed while cruising through the hair aisle this brand called Hask which is like a hair care brand I think they sell it as Ulta as well they sell something called the Argan Oil Repairing Shine Oil Vial, which is like a small little vial filled with like oil for around $3. Literally always sold out alongside their Argan Oil Repairing Deep Conditioner Packet, which is also $3. They were always sold out or almost always sold out. Literally, like, I was kind of shocked because it was always gone. And I could see why. For one, the price was really cheap. And then also the products were really good. So for the Argan Oil Repairing Deep Conditioning Packet, like I would buy one packet. It would last like maybe two weeks if I was using it every single time to wash my hair, which I did. And it just makes my hair very soft and more manageable um, and lessens the flyaways. And then for the Argan Oil Repairing Shine Oil Vial, um, I used to do this a lot, like, right before I blow-dried my hair, I put some in just to add some extra shine to my hair, but also, like, when I was, like, straightening my hair or done curling my hair, I would, like, rub it in between my hands and just apply it to my hair as well, just to add extra shine. Um, with that being said, my hair is pretty dense, so my hair doesn't reflect light with this oil as well as someone who might have finer more colored hair with different like dimensions with like highlights 
but it was still a pretty good oil and it smells really good so I would suggest that you try it but it's really good two very good products and then finally for tools and products um, I blow dry my hair whenever I wash it I don't know why but it's very important to me to blow dry my hair so when I'm just blow drying it, I use a normal blow dryer from Conair. I don't even know what it's called and I don't think they sell it anymore. But I just use the warm setting on high and I just make sure to focus on my roots to close my like hair shaft. And then also to blow dry my ends because I hate dripping wet hair. And then I also go in on the front pieces of my hair too because I have like a cowlick and I like to part my hair down the middle. So I like to make sure that... Um, I'm blow drying my hair down and in different directions. So in hindsight, what it's actually doing is confusing the calyx. So my calyx would actually like part, let my let me part my hair down the middle. So that's what I normally do. And then another product I have is the Revlon One Step Hair Dryer and Volume Volumizer Hot Airbrush. Um, very popular product right now. I got mine for like thirty five dollars on sale on Amazon. And I found out from Allure.com, like if you just go on there, they'll be like, oh yeah, this product is on sale for like 24 hours. And then that's how I bought it. But right now it's retailing for like almost $60, which is really expensive. But I use this once in a while. It has very strong straightening hair properties to it. I wouldn't use it necessarily right out of the shower to blow dry my hair, only because it's very hot. And I do think of it more of like a extra step straightening tool. For a hair straightener, I use the new Me Silhouette hair straightener. It retails for $65. I've had it for years and I got it for like 30 bucks at TJ Maxx or Marshalls, depending on where you live. Um, pretty good hair straightener. He's up to 410. Um, definitely, sometimes I need to go over my hair like more than once, so the 410 heat setting isn't enough for me, but I still use it. But then again, I don't straighten or curl my hair very often. And then for curling, I use the Remington T Studio Pearl Ceramic Professional Styling Wad, which is like thirty dollars. Um, I don't curl my hair very often. I think I lost touch with curling my hair because my hair looks so weird when it's curled. <laughs> like it looks really bad. <laughs> I need to like it's actually really bad. Oh my god! Because now I'm thinking about it. But yeah, I don't use it very often. Um, but this new thing I do, when I'm straightening my hair, I'll use a straightener on my length and my ends as a, just a way to straighten them, pin straight, but I would keep them farther away from my roots, and then I'll go in with Revlon One Step Hair Dryer just to volumize my roots while straightening them, just to, like, make my hair look more volumized, because, like, my hair is pretty heavy, so, like, if I straighten, straighten it from root to tip then my hair just kind of weighs down and it just kind of makes my face look bigger. <laughs> if you know what I'm saying. Like, I think I'm not the only one who has that problem, right? But, um, yeah, with that being said, like, my heat protectant I use is a 44 Iron Guard Thermal Protection Spray from Chi, which is around $16. You can also buy, like, a smaller version from CVS just to test it out. And then I use also the Chi Silk Infusion Silk Reconstructing Treatment in my hair, which retails for $17 right before I straighten my hair or curl my hair just to like make it look shinier and make it look softer, you know, so on and so forth. 
And that is pretty much my hair care routine. Um, if you have any suggestions for me to make it better, please let me know. If you have any questions, let me know. I'll be happy to answer them. But with that being said, let's wrap up the show. All right, that wraps up today's podcast episode. If you would like to listen to future episodes of Keep Kind Of, it is available on Apple Podcasts, Spreaker, Spotify, Google Podcasts, CastBox, and iHeartRadio. I would greatly appreciate it if you could rate and review Cute Kind Of on Apple Podcasts slash iTunes. Um, it will greatly help to boost a podcast in the charts and help other people to discover it as well. And leaving reviews also helps me know if you like the podcast or also ways to make the podcast better for the future. Um, if you want to talk to me, connect with me, or share your thoughts on this week's episode, please follow me on social. My Twitters are at QKindOf, and then also my personal Twitter is at Layla underscore Riaz. I don't do a lot of tweeting, but my friends tell me they go through my likes and they're pretty funny. So if you're in need for, of entertainment, visit my likes. But my Instagrams are at QKindOfPodcast and at Layla.Riaz. On my personal account, I'm still doing the 100-day makeup challenge. I think today is day 60, so only 40 more days to go. Um, my email is hellocutekindof at gmail.com. My blog is www.cutekindof.com. Already uploaded should be a blog post with all links, anything I mentioned, so on and so forth. Ready to go on the blog for you to look at if you are wondering about anything. Um... Yeah, and I think that's about it. I don't think I really have anything to say. I think today's episode was pretty short compared to... Yeah, it's like at... was clocking in at 30 minutes for me right now, but I know it's probably gonna maybe hit 35, and then I'm gonna cut it back down to 30 after post-production. But let's see. What do I gotta say? Um, so I've been reading more. Um, I've been making time to read more, I guess. Like, I came to this conclusion this week. Well, it came to several conclusions this week. Um, so I was reading something, and this girl mentioned, like, okay, wait, no, this has, no, wait, I'm not gonna bring this up. Okay, so, I was been, I've been having several epiphanies this week. Or, I've been realizing things this week. But basically, um, I finally, like, have been sitting down to read more. I'm in the middle of reading Atomic Habits. And girl, just reading, like, two or three chapters of that book really changes my mindset about, like, developing habits and, like, in general, just becoming a better person. Or just becoming the person I want to be. It's a really great book. I think I'm going to wrap, like, finish it this week and then I'll talk about it next week. I think I'll do next week on my main favorites. But with that being said, another thing I learned was that, like, especially since we're all confined during quarantine, it's very important to um, separate spaces. So, like, in your bedroom, you don't want to be working in your bedroom because that's where you want to come to relax and go to bed. Same thing they say about doing your homework on your bed. You shouldn't do your homework on your bed because then you'll start associating going to bed with homework. Um, that thing has been happening to me, or I've been trying to separate it recently, so, like, I have an L-shaped desk, so one side I keep my computer on, and the other side used to host, like, all my makeup, but then I moved all my makeup back to my vanity, and the reason I kept it separate was because, like, this portion of the L-shaped desk is right in front of the window, so, like, I can do my makeup in natural light, 
but then I just decided to keep all my makeup in one place because that just seems smarter. So now I dedicate this area of my desk for like recording this podcast, for example, or like doing art. When it comes to reading, like I didn't really have a space to read. The den we have downstairs, my sister kind of reorganized it and rearranged it. So now it's like a really nice place to just go read a book. So I sat down and read like 50 pages of a book yesterday because it was just so nice and peaceful. But yeah, I've been really liking that. So I'm really happy about that. I'm still watching Golden Girls, one of the greatest shows ever. Like if you're from Minnesota, is Rose Nyland your queen? Because... <laughs> she's like my favorite like just their dynamic is just so good if you haven't watched the show please watch it that's on hulu it's it's absolutely iconic like it's an iconic comedy i cannot like get over how great it is i love it so much but that basically wraps up today's podcast episode i hope everyone is safe and is having a fantastic week thank you so much for listening to this week's podcast i greatly appreciate it And I'll talk to y'all next week. Bye! Your Total Wine & More store is ready to serve you with our always low prices on an incredible 8,000 wines and 2,500 beers. Want it today? Try our same-day delivery or contactless curbside pickup at TotalWine.com. Whether you're grabbing your favorite beer or pouring a glass to enjoy an evening on the deck, Total Wine & More has you covered. Visit any of our 12 stores in Northern Virginia. Your Total Wine & More store is ready to serve you with our always low prices on an incredible 8,000 wines and 2,500 beers. Want it today? Try our same-day delivery or contactless curbside pickup at TotalWine.com. Whether you're grabbing your favorite beer or pouring a glass to enjoy an evening on the deck, Total Wine & More has you covered. Visit any of our 12 stores in Northern Virginia. Your Total Wine & More store is ready to serve you with our always low prices on an incredible 8,000 wines and 2,500 beers. Want it today? Try our same-day delivery or contactless curbside pickup at TotalWine.com. Whether you're grabbing your favorite beer or pouring a glass to enjoy an evening on the deck, Total Wine & More has you covered. Visit any of our 12 stores in Northern Virginia. Your Total Wine & More store is ready to serve you with our always low prices on an incredible 8,000 wines and 2,500 beers. Want it today? Try our same-day delivery or contactless curbside pickup at TotalWine.com. Whether you're grabbing your favorite beer or pouring a glass to enjoy an evening on the deck, Total Wine & More has you covered. Visit any of our 12 stores in Northern Virginia.